0: Hello, and welcome to my podcast. Uh, this is just an introduction podcast to my new podcast called Timely. And this podcast, just this is just an introduction uh, podcast to get you, introduce you to the style of the podcast and what the podcast is going to look like, the flow of questions and whatnot. Uh, for the introduction uh, podcast, I've invited Mr. Ashraf from the University of Manitoba. He is currently a mechanical engineering student there. Can you hear us, Mr. Ashraf?
1: Uh, yeah, I can hear Hi. you. How are you today?
0: I'm that's good, awesome. I'm good. That's, that's awesome. Hi, uh, so would you like to take this time to just a couple minutes to introduce yourself, what you do and what you're studying at the University of Manitoba?
1: Yeah, so I'm a second year mechanical engineering student uh, who's interested in pursuing an aerospace engineering degree. Uh, in the future, I hope to work for an aerospace firm, doesn't matter which one, but just to get my hands dirty with some rocket stuff. And so, yeah, um, so currently um, that's what I do. So if you don't mind me asking, what got you interested in the aerospace industry? Uh, so to be honest, I got interested in the aerospace industry very recently. It has to be probably like two years ago. But as a kid, I've always wanted to be a pilot and like fly planes. Planes have always interested me. So, air and um, aviation, like that's always been like a big thing. But, um, so most recently, when I started when I became an engineering student, I got more and more intru- interested in like SpaceX and Elon Musk and kind of things that he's doing for the world and what he possibly could do for the world in the upcoming years. And, uh, just seeing that kind of stuff has really like pique my interest you can say and i'm very interested in seeing how far we we can get and how far he can get for us and i want to be a part of this revolutionizing process and that's might, might be the main reason that i'm interested in it or you can say it's a childish dream of going to go see space you know what i mean so yeah, always of course. yeah.
0: all right so uh who would you say was your role model when you were growing up because this aerospace stuff seems super interesting and super intriguing and uh just wondering who who gave you this uh, leap and uh, maybe was it like Elon Musk or something?
1: No, my role model would be my dad, 100%. 100%. Like he works hard in what he does and not gonna lie he's uh, definitely a definite role model for me it's just the fact that he works so hard for what he does and he's made a living out of what he does and those kind of things interested me like what could i possibly do to overachieve my abilities you know yeah i know Absolutely. i know my abilities but i want to be able to do something more than that right so and right. and space was always just a thing and you know, looking at the stars as a kid and just made me realize that maybe i can you know put this some yeah. um, for myself in the future all right. So
0: today, the focus of today's episode is to get some high school students interested in uh, maybe STEM or some sort of field in engineering or, you know, follow a path like you've taken yourself. So I'm just going to ask a couple of questions based on that. So uh, what do you believe should be the main focus of high school students when they start their high school careers? Like, let's say you're in grade nine and you don't know what classes to take. So what advice would you give them?
1: Uh, when I was in high school, I took everything I possibly could because I didn't know what the future held for me or what I wanted to do in the future. So if you're in grade nine, I would start start like thinking about what you want to do in the future. And if you don't have something that you want to do right now, it's not a big deal. People don't know what they want to do for years on end. Because people don't know what they want to do for year on end, I say do everything you possibly can. Take any courses, take all the sciences, take all the com- uh, complementary courses. Do everything you possibly can to try and learn what you're good at if you still can't find what you're good at still it'd be a benefit for you in the future that if you do decide to do something like you know engineering or becoming a doctor or becoming a lawyer at least you'll have those courses that you need in university Mm -hmm. in order to retake them where you have to pay for them so when it's free take the opportunity that's given to you like 100% like try and do everything you possibly could that's still one thing I learned I was super Absolutely. happy that that's I was some, able to that's do that's some that's some great advice
0: but yeah so with this whole online schooling this whole coronavirus pandemic thing that's been hit uh, a lot of schools have been forced to go online and it's hard to stay motivated while in online school do you have any advice on uh, how to stay motivated in online schooling
1: yeah. Online schooling uh, sucks. You know, it, it's definitely a hard, it's a hard thing to do. Um, so the one thing I would say is just stay motivated, try and try and do something new. If you haven't done it before, try and do something new, possibly maybe, I don't know, make music or maybe try starting a company, try doing something unique to try to help you get up every, every day. And once you're mm-hmm. up, once the moment you're up, then you can start planning your day and actually gets, be productive for school also because then you feel guilty that you haven't done your stuff. At the end of the day, it's just a little bit of effort can go a long, a long way. Definitely to motivate yourself, you have to be self like you have to be proactive. Definitely, yeah, I'm a, I haven't been following that for myself, but I should be. So that's definitely something I need to start doing more.
0: On the same topic of online schooling, uh, you're probably doing online schooling at the University of Manitoba. So just want to know some adversities you've had to face and how you overcame those adversities, especially in online schooling.
1: Uh, adversities, hmm, that's, a, that's a good question. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially since with all that's going on with uh, teachers, like assuming that you're cheating or stuff all like that, it can definitely be difficult on the student, right? So yeah. I and all like the teacher
0: just like throwing assignments after assignments after
1: assignments and I'll even give oh, you time and stuff. It's so it's so difficult to just sing and sing on track with all the assignments that you have, of course. And um one thing I've realized is Are you concerned? If you really want to um, you know, go out and uh be uh and like achieve success in your schooling, I think the best way to do it is just to um put your head down and just start just start going at it, doesn't matter what it is, and hopefully you achieve success in it. That's what I've learned. And now the universities are being unfair about it, but I think we can't do anything and they can't do anything. So we just need to, what we're given, the hand we're dealt. And
0: And it's also kind of tough on the teachers because they're having to learn all these new softwares and all this new stuff just for teaching school which they've never had to do for the last 30 to 20 years that they've been teaching especially professors they're usually a bit older and they don't want to learn this stuff they're usually pretty stubborn about it and now they have no choice and they have to learn it and a lot of these older professors have dealt with other sorts of cheating so they're just assuming that students are, che- are cheating even though that some students might not be cheating like yourself
1: no yeah you're right that is definitely a big uh big thing that's happening of course um it's just hard to deal with what the world is coming to like you can't you can't the teacher is not wrong in assuming that you're cheating like that she's not wrong either because there might be students doing it but it's really really tough because because you might not be the one cheating but someone else might be but you know it's very hard for a teacher to not Take your word or her word over it. So, yeah, I, course, think, def- yeah talk, I think yeah, definitely. I think it all comes down to the trust, stuff, yeah. But if the trust isn't there, then it's gonna be very, it's gonna be hard. Like I get yes. it, but what can you do? You have to do something, you know.
0: Yeah. So let's a little switch little gears from the online schooling. So, uh, you you're like you said mentioned earlier, you're a mechanical engineering student. So I was just wondering what uh, what if. What appeals or what is appealing about uh, engineering? Because everybody knows engineering is a very tough study. And a lot of people tend not to choose engineering because of how hard it is. So why, why do
1: you feel like engineering was the right degree for you? I don't think anyone really realizes the right degree for them until they start actually enjoying what they do it's very hard when you pick something because you don't know if it's going to be right for you or if it's going to be wrong for you. And to this day, I don't think engineering was right for me, but you have to pick something and just stick to it. You know, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can't always just keep changing your degrees or be like, oh, I can't do this because then that means you're giving up. And that's yeah, the one yeah. thing I've created my whole life is like, I don't want to be a person who gives up because i don't like giving up and i was like you know what i'm going to see to the end of it and sometimes sticking to it and coming to like the end is sometimes the best thing we possibly could happen to you so you know not making harsh decisions to quit right away maybe like i'm trying different things on the side and if something better works then it works and then but having a professional degree at the end of the day will look a lot nicer for me anyway so that's why i've stuck with it yeah
0: so um, this whole myth about engineering being hard. So would you say that's
1: true or would, I, would you say that's just, um, just a myth? I think I think everything is hard. And it's mm. not to say that, oh, engineering in general is hard. It's just the way uh, they make it. So they make it in a way that you're doing a lot of work. If you want to, they make it sure you're doing a lot of work in a very short amount of time. And it can be difficult for students that are unable to keep up with the pace of it. And it can be difficult in a way where um, it tests your abilities. Like it really tests what you, what you can, what you can take, like what is the maximum you can take. And it really. Yeah. tests your limits and stuff. It tests the exactly tests your limits and abilities. And so it it can definitely be. be There's also another
0: myth about uh, engineering that uh, engineering students uh, tend to be antisocial and they tend to be more introverted they're more like, you know, they're more unoutgoing and you just stick to like small groups and stuff. So would you say that myth is
1: true or? Ah, uh, that's, uh, that's a funny one. Uh, I don't know if I'd say that's true. Uh, to be honest, all my friends that are engineers are very highly motivated people and they're very social. They, engineering, okay. they go to socials. Like those people, they go to socials all the time. And to be honest, I don't know if I'd say they're introverted at all. They're probably okay. the complete opposite.
0: Okay, so we all know that there's a there's a lack of females in STEM and definitely not one of the uh, more motivating factors of going to STEM for especially for males is not the whole female aspect. But uh, there is a lack of females in STEM, especially in engineering. So uh, what personally, what what do you think? Do you think there's a lack of females in STEM, uh, especially in engineering?
1: Of course. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think more females should be going to STEM. Uh, it's a great, they're a great field and uh, they, they definitely have the upper hand if they go into STEM because there's a lot more jobs for females out there now. And there's a lot of diversity. Um, so there's definitely you can still see a very big significance. It's mostly male dominant field and I think having more females in the field will be great for both of us. Uh, we get to see competition. We get to see different ideas come up and it will be a great opportunity for all of us to grow together.
0: Yeah, okay. So on the same same subject of females being in STEM. So uh, do you think think there is a what do you think is one of the best ways to attract more women and females to the uh, to the field of STEM and especially engineering or do you have any thoughts on that
1: what was the question
0: Uh, do you have any thoughts on how you could you personally or just engineering in general could do a better job in attracting more women and female to the field of STEM and engineering
1: I think I think promoting is a big thing. I don't think I think uh, girls get the wrong idea that only guys can get uh, professional jobs, and it comes down to financial stability, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, people people feel like oh, women won't get jobs, and it's the complete opposite. I think. I think uh, women need to start realizing it's like oh no, you know we can actually get jobs, and uh, it's possible. It's actually possible to you know it's possible to get a job in stem being a woman and uh, make good money too doing it so I, don't, I think it's just at the end of the day it's just trying to educate them and educating people that it's you know uh, we live in a diverse society and a woman can actually be a ceo of a company and all of that and it's the old people that are in right now and i think mm-hmm. it's the old way of thinking that needs to be changed
0: so um, you've been in engineering for two years now, or three years. Uh, would, you, would you say you've seen a growth in female and STEM throughout your years in university so
1: far? I haven't been there long enough, I'm sorry to say, but uh, okay. I, can definitely, I can definitely tell you is the fact that especially with coronavirus, we don't actually know what what could have been, or what the result, what? You know, yeah, but people. do but
0: do do you think that like just by looking at all your class lists and stuff that you've been noticing more females in your classes rather than before?
1: I think I, think I heard a statistic from a fellow student saying that the, over the years we've been noticing uh, an increase of women uh, in STEM, which is a good thing. That's fantastic. Uh, so. Yeah, that's, that is great, of course. And uh, I think that's that's one benefit. So definitely, yeah, I would have to think so. There's definitely some kind of increase happening.
0: All right. So let's just take a huge twist in subjects here and let's talk about the uh, U.S. election. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, they had their last debate. And um, I was just wondering what your thoughts are on the U.S. election.
1: I think the U.S. election is not none of it's not a lot of my business i don't have the right to vote in the u.s and yeah don't but right don't,
0: but don't you think vote. as a canadian student as a student in canada that there will be some effects of this election that will indirectly and if yeah, not directly course, affect you
1: i agree it will definitely indirectly or directly if i have move to the united states affect me but what but can not, I not, about but it? not no but no I, no I'm not talking about whether
0: if you move to the United States, but just as a student in Canada, don't you think that the United States election can affect you? As just in the state you're currently in. Don't you think that adding more taxes and more tariffs to the United States by the United States wouldn't that affect you and your cert- job search no, later course. on the future I, and I stuff? Agree
1: what you're saying. I agree to what you're
0: saying. Yeah, yes, don't you 100%. think that the economic yeah. stability what? of no, Canada is affected by the United States and whatever the US no, does no, affects I think, us? I
1: don't think we're realizing what uh, you're coming at you asked me what I thought about the election and what my you're basically asking for my beliefs about the election
0: and I'm asking my beliefs. beliefs that's the not election. that's not what I'm asking I'm not, I wasn't going to ask you about your beliefs I was going to ask what was your take on the US election like who like oh, uh, I uh, was because I know you because you did you watch the debate
1: did I watch the debate? Yes, I did watch the debate.
0: So, if you watch the debate, I'm just asking your thoughts on the debate, just as a, just a general question about what what you thought your debate was. I, 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 I wasn't wondering about who you're going to vote for. I just wanted to know uh, what your thoughts on the U.S. election is. I, I just general, just a general thought.
1: US, I watch it. I watch it as a nice event. That's occurring. That is the U.S. is having a great deal of uh, trouble right now, and this election is going to change. It for the better or the worse. And from my, my perspective, compared to the first debate, this one was a little better. It was well handled by the person running the debate, the moderator. It was well done. And I think the other two people definitely were respecting the rules a lot better than, of the debate than they did in the first one. So in my perspective was it was a decent debate compared to the first one. So yeah, that's my thoughts on the debate that occurred.
0: All right. Uh, some great thoughts by you all right so moving on uh let's take another twist and change subjects completely um where do you see yourself in 10 years from now
1: uh myself in 10 years from now yep that's a
0: very very good question just like Um, uh, I, i know i know a lot of people don't really have a definite answer just like a generalization where would i should restate this question Um, where would you like to see yourself in 10 years from now
1: right um i think um from 10 years from now i would like to see myself financially stable uh financially uh mentally stable and stable in just general like stable in life and how the world is i would like to hopefully be a uh business owner hopefully maybe a ceo of a company like some high end place where i can make a difference in society like i want to be a pinnacle factor or like a factor in society where i have a say or a voice that can that matters right so in 10 years it's not it's not realistic but but is that is definitely something that i would hope but 10 years from now realistically i think i would have a job a nice home, a nice family, and starting a nice professional career or on my way to creating a very good, successful career in whatever field that I've chosen to do.
0: Yeah, it's uh, hopefully you'll achieve those things.
1: Um,
0: just a couple more questions here. Um, what advice would you give your younger self? Let's say your grade nine self. What, what advice would you give that Version of
1: you? What well, I would give my uh, younger self advice, my grade nine self, I would tell my grade nine self to pick up a book and read more, to be more productive in the business aspect of it. Start a business. I would tell my younger self to start. And go out there and do something. Don't just sit at home and not do anything. Like the way I wasted my years of youth, where I could have been starting to build up a business that by now would be semi-successful or would be on its way to being somewhere like kind of successful. Instead of just sitting in my house and thinking of these ideas, I should have been implementing them into the real world. That is one, that is definitely one thing I regret. Yeah, I I wish my younger self. I can
0: definitely relate to uh, all that, especially because when I was younger, I used to procrastinate really hard, and I, that's still a huge, huge adversity I still face on a daily basis and a day-to-day lifetime is uh, procrastination Is uh,
1: like we hear all these uh we hear all these like inspirational speeches like oh wake up at 6 a.m you know like oh you'll yeah. you'll get this done you'll get that done like we hear that we hear it like i heard it as a kid i hear it now but it's just like being able to do it like it's just about a yeah, it's doing tougher. it. it's tougher
0: it's especially when you get older it gets harder and harder and
1: so starting at a younger age it
0: gets easier but i'm not saying that when you get older you can't do it you can obviously do it just because a little bit tougher because it's a little bit more adversities you have to go through more hurdles you have to jump over but yeah yeah, i understand that's some really great advice and i bet a lot of our listeners could uh take that advice and take it to action all right so i would like to thank you for being the first guest on the timely podcast um is there anything you would like to promote
1: uh, yeah, so I have a podcast also. It's called Stability. Uh, it'll be on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. And I hope you guys check it out. Um, it's where we talk about, we talk with um, professionals from all different types of um, professions about how and how, how students and future employees can achieve, um, achieve a job in their provided companies or have a, achieve a stable life in the future and how they can do this. And uh, we're gonna be asking advice and tips on how we can up our resumes so that we can be noticed from other uh, students or other employees uh, that are trying to to get a job or the competition. So if you tune in, uh, hopefully you can get some beneficial information that can help you in the future when you're searching for a job.
0: All right, I would like to thank you so much, Hassan Ashraf, for uh, being the first guest. And uh, go give uh, Stability a listen. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere where you can get podcasts. All right, thank you so much. And I would like to wish you a good rest of your day. And to all the listeners out there, time doesn't wait for anyone. Tune in next week when I bring in a new guest and we talk about more things about timely events and more about society and changes we can make. All right, thank you and have a good day.